Damn, that was a long one. I know, right? I've been so tired lately. You know why? Why? Because I've been doing so much research for my debate tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, tonight I have a debate in Hartzell. I know this is probably the first time you're hearing about this. It's okay. <laughs> I have a debate tonight in Hartzell, Alabama. So I don't know if any of you heathens out there in North Alabama, but uh, there's going to be a debate. It's against uh, Lawrence Tisdall, uh, me against Lawrence Tisdall. And we're going to be doing that. So I've been really preparing for that. And... Um, you know, it's it's taken a couple weeks, but I I feel like I've got this one down. You want to tell them what it's about? Well, yeah, it's the topic of the debate. Well, so the topic of the debate is is uh, intelligent design is the best explanation for the diversity of life. Mm-hmm. That's the topic. So it's kind of an easy topic for me, as you know, the evolution side to present a case against uh, intelligent design. So. We're going to be doing that tonight. Uh, it will be live streamed on the Life Church um, uh, Facebook. Uh, I will be getting raw video footage of it afterwards, though. So be looking for that on my channel here uh, probably the next week because uh, it'll take me a little bit to actually get that like edited and everything like that. So uh, are you guys ready for the Bible study today? Because we're going to I mean, we've got to eat here in a bit. So I'm just going to bang this out like really quick. Oh, okay. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. You do that. Yeah. I'm you're, ready. You're going to understand what I meant by pun. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> so today we're in 1 Kings uh, 12 and 13 with a little bit of Chronicles splashed in there. Uh, so if, if you remember from last time, Solly bit the dust and the kingdom split in two like Solomon tried to do to that little shit kid that the two women were fighting over at one point. Uh, the two kingdoms uh, were ruled by two jackasses. One jackass was named Rory. The other jackass was named Jerry. And um, Rory was uh, going to go to Shechem to be anointed or some kind of shit. And then Jerry told Rory that he needed to lighten his quote-unquote load. And we all know what that really means. Uh, which is kind of weird because I think they're brothers, aren't they? No. Oh, no, they're not. So it's it's totally cool. It would have been cool if they were brothers anyways. This is the Bible. Uh, Jerry then um, was told to leave for three days while Rory thought about taking on his load. And Rory decided that he didn't want his load and decided to uh, do a whole cum dump thing on uh, Jerry. And seeing this brazier's casting couch of a nightmare gone wrong, the people rebelled and killed a BDSM guy for, like, no reason other than he was going to do BDSM things. Um, Rory escaped uh, to um, come dump another day, and then Jerry became became king of Israel. Oh, yeah, he became king of Israel. And uh, Rory, he was stuck fucking with Judah. But Rory then decides to go and fuck up the Israelites, but a prophet comes in and tells him to knock that shit off because you're being a dipshit. Jerry then puts a condom on Shechem because who knows been fucking that place. Jerry didn't want the Israelites to kill... Let's say, oh, so... There was this whole thing where Jerry didn't want the Israelites, like, going all the way to Israel 
to sacrifice Jerusalem. animals or Jerusalem, whatever, uh, to sacrifice their animals to their not so blood god, but a blood god kind of god at the temple. The, at the temple, uh, Jerry uh, then created a whole bunch of like places where they could sacrifice their animals. There, he also built a couple cows. So, uh, not not exactly like uh, whoever that fuck was with Moses. Was that Moses's dumb fuck brother? Mm-hmm. I think it was Moses's dumb fuck brother that built the cow or the calf or something. Oh, Aaron. Aaron mm-hmm. built the built the cow. Uh, well, this time Jerry's like, nope, we're doing two cows. So he built two cows, and that's where everybody was supposed to sacrifice all their livestock at for the non blood god that loves to smell the burning flesh of animals. Um, so basically, they became Buddhists. And uh, then another prophet came to Jerry and uh, told him about Josiah to be born under the house of David. Um, apparently, Josiah was going to be born so hard that uh, he was going to break the temple or something or the uh, worshiping altar or the calves or I don't know. He, Josiah was going to fuck shit up, basically, when he was born. Um Jerry, though, wasn't really all that happy with the prophet, and so he tried to put the prophet on the casting couch, but God shriveled up his jerking off hand. Oh my God. The prophet didn't like this, and so he begged God to de-shrivel up the jerking off hand, because apparently it was needed for something. Um, jerking off? Yeah, jer- probably jerking him off. Anyways, uh, Jerry uh, then sent the prophet away. Or, well, no, the prophet had to go away and was told not to eat Jerry's shitty-ass food. Uh, but then Jerry was like, hey, go and get the prophet back. And so the guy went back to the prophet and was like, hey, I'm a prophet too. And so, you know, thinking that he was like all bro-steps with him, he went back, ate with him. And so God killed him because fuck him. And his disobeying ass. The end. That was really horrible. I mean, we can go home at this point, right? No. But we're getting steak. No, I know that, but we can't have steak until we correct this monstrosity of a summary that you just gave. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How y'all, How y'all doing? doing? So, um, we had some words during the intro, and apparently I got shit wrong. Yeah. And so now, um, even though Casey is, is a little under the weather, she's going to correct me because she's dedicated like that. <laughs> yeah. We just haven't done it in a couple weeks because, you know, dedication reasons. <laughs> um. So, yeah. We talked about last time what happened, right? And we know that Rehoboam, who is the Rehoboam, who is uh, Solomon's son. Just call him Rory. That's what I do. I know what you do. (laughs) But it's wrong. I got it. Yeah. Jeroboam is the son of Nabat and Rory. (laughs) (laughs) I've infected her. Rory, it's easier to say, and I I don't give a fuck today. Rory is only taking over, remember the prophet said that Rory would only take over Judah and the kingdom of Israel would be split. So Judah and Benjamin essentially are together. Um, And so that's who Rory is ruling over. And Jerry is ruling over the rest of Israel. Well, not yet. We're going to get there, but that's what's going to happen today. 
And there's going to be issues with this, right? Right. Okay. So, Rory went to Shechem, for all the Israelites had gone there to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this, he was still in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon. Remember last time he fled because he was afraid Solomon would have him killed after the prophet told Solomon what he was going to what was going to happen to him for leading such a shitty life. Right. Okay. So he returned from Egypt. So they sent for Jeroboam and he and the whole assembly of Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us and we will serve you. So basically they're saying, if y'all stop being slave drivers, mm-hmm. we'll serve you. Just Oh, I like, took that load thing way differently. Yeah, I know. I figured you would. Um, <laughs> so Rory answered, go away for three days and then come back to me. So the people went away. I guess he needed some time to think. He's going to ask for some advice on what to do. So then King Rory consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people? They replied, if today, uh, if today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But uh, Rehoboam didn't really like that answer. And he rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him, you know, his brosophs. And uh, he asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father has put on us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, tell these people who have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid you on a heavy, laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. God damn. (laughs) Fucking scorpion. Can you imagine a cat of nine tails with like little scorpions attached to the ends of it? (laughs) It's like a a cat of fuck you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Not pleasant. Also, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. I feel like by waist he means dick. (laughs) Almost made her spit out her drink, guys. So, um, you know, apparently this is what Roy wanted to do because he wanted to be a badass, right? I don't know. I don't know what his fucking problem is. But three days later, Jerry and all the people of Israel come back to uh, Rory. And uh, the king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given to him by the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, My father made your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for this turn of events was from the Lord. To fulfill the word the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah, the Shilonite. Okay. <laughs> Wait, the Shilonite? Shilonite. Oh, that's God. What we should call our, that's what we should call our patrons, Shilonites. <laughs> well, no, remember, that's the level one. Oh, shilonites? Yeah, shilonites. Okay. The level ones are shilonites. Okay. <laughs> um, so, when all of Israel saw that the king had refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? To your tents, O Israel, look after your own house, O David. So the Israelites all went home. But for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rory still ruled over them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so King Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, 
but all Israel stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get in his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. So Israel and Judah are not getting along. So wait, are we getting, are we about to get to the part where they become Jews? Why do you always ask that? I've always been confused as to that particular delineation in the Old Testament. Because, like, at some point, they become Jews. And I'm just, I'm aching for the day when it's like, finally, they're called Jews. Because, like, right now, I mean, they're Israelites. But uh, now there's two kingdoms. One kingdom is of Judah. And it's like, oh, we're about to call them Jews. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that when we get there... You will know about it. I will throw a party. Okay, we'll have a Jew, a Jew party. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so bad. Okay, are we, are we ready to continue? Yes. All right, so when all the Israels heard that Jeroboam had returned, they sent and called him to the assembly and made him king over all of Israel. Only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the house of David. <laughs> yeah, because they know not to bail. <laughs> When Rory arrived in Jerusalem, he mustered the whole house of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 fighting men, to make war against the house of Israel and to regain the kingdom for Rehoboam, son of Solomon. But the word of God came to Shemaiah, 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 yeah, a man of God, a prophet. Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to the whole house of Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people, this is what the Lord says. Do not go up and fight against your brothers, the Israelites. Go home, every one of you, for this is my doing. So they obeyed the word of the Lord and went home again as as the Lord had ordered. So I feel like this needs to be put in a very hillbilly type of context here. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like this guy is like, now you listen up here, dumb fuck, okay? You, all your brothers and sisters, all the Israelites, go home. Stop this shit and just go back there and not do this fucking shit because it's a bad fucking idea. He rolled up a newspaper, hit him on the nose and said, what? no. No, yeah. motherfucker. Go back home. Sit on your ass on the couch. Flip on that Israelite TV. No. I don't know. They had some kind of news source back then. Okay. Uh, Then Jeroboam fortified Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there. From there he went out and built up Peniel. Jeroboam thought to himself, the kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, they will again give their allegiance to their Lord Rehoboam, king of Judah. They will kill me and return to King Rehoboam. After seeking advice, the king made two golden calves. He said to the people, is it too much for you to go up to Jerusalem? Here are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. One he set up in Bethel, and the other in Dan. And this thing became a sin, and the people went even as far as Dan to worship one of these. Jeroboam built shrines on high places and appointed priests from all sorts of people, even though they were not Levites. He instituted a festival on the 15th day of the 8th month, like the festival held in Judah, and offered sacrifices on the altar. This he did in Bethel, sacrificing to the calves he had made, And at Bethel, he also installed priests at the high places he'd made. On the 15th day of the eighth month, a month of his own choosing, 
He offered sacrifices on the altar he'd built at Bethel. So he instituted the festival for the Israelites and went up to the altar to make offerings. You know, honestly, they're painting themselves as a target for God. Yeah. I mean, this is the exact kind of shit that God kills many, many people for. Oh, yeah, they're fucking up bad. Oh, yeah, definitely. For one thing, I do like the uh sort of the 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 visual parallel or whatever here of uh, you know how Solomon was the wise guy right yeah. and he had a choice you, you know these two women came and was like oh hey look this baby's mine no this baby's mine mm-hmm. two people claiming one one thing right it was like well i'll just cut it in half and uh then you know you both get a half, part of it Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there was that whole thing, and now that's contrasted here with uh, the person that was what was deemed to rule over it, Jeroboam. And Jeroboam, and then there's Rory, uh, who son is Solomon. the son of Solomon, and they decided because I guess uh, of Solomon uh, not so, not having Solomon's wisdom or whatever, because Solomon died, they split the kingdom up. Well, no, that was God that said what well, that God did that. Well, yeah, I understand that, but the the whole the the whole idea of splitting up this one kingdom for these two people it it matches with the choice that Solomon had to make with the child. Well, sort sort of, yeah. But what happened was, um, because of how well David served God, that's why Rehoboam, son of Solomon, got to keep a a tribe because of David, not because of Solomon. No, no, I didn't say because of Solomon. Okay. I, I was talking about how Solomon is a symbol of wisdom. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, even though he turned out to be an idiot. Well, right. But it's kind of like God then decides to cut it in half or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that is only turned into a clusterfuck. Yeah. It's, and it, it's going to get worse. That, that's why I said it's contrasted. Yeah. Because there's two, two different things. And, and then there's the symbolism of the cows, the calves. Uh huh. Because that's what Moses' dumb fuck brother did. Yeah. Uh, building up, building up that cow to worship it, except it was one cow. Now it's two cows. Well, it's calves. Or calves. What? Whatever. So, if you noticed before, I said that Jeroboam appointed people of all kinds to serve as priests at these high places, at these shrines. The Levites are the priests, but that's not what's happening here. So, the priests and Levites from all of their districts throughout Israel sided with uh, Judah. They, They went to Jerusalem. They abandoned their pasture lands and property and came to Judah and Jerusalem because Jeroboam and his sons had rejected them as priests of the Lord. Those from every tribe of Israel who set their hearts on seeking the Lord, the God of Israel, followed the Levites to Jerusalem to offer sacrifices to the Lord, the God of their fathers. They strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, three years, walking in the ways of David and Solomon during this time. Well, yeah, because they knew not to fuck with God. Yeah. Because, I mean, if anybody knows not to fuck with God, it's going to be the Levites. I mean, do you remember what God did to the to Aaron's two sons that yeah. used the wrong incense? Oh, yeah. He fucking puff puff past them. Oh, <laughs> right up their asses. Yeah. He turned into like Pete fucking Dragon. <laughs> By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel. As Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make an offering, he cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord. 
Oh, altar, altar, this is what the Lord says. A son named Josiah will be born to the house of David. On you he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who now make offerings here, and human bones will be burned on you. That same man of God gave a sign. This is a prophet, right? He's doing his thing here. This is the sign the Lord has declared. The altar will be split apart and the ashes on it will be poured out. When King Jeroboam heard what the man of God cried out against the altar at Bethel, he stretched out his hand from the altar and said, seize him. But the hand he stretched out toward the man shriveled up so that he could not pull it back. Also, the altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God um, by the word of the Lord. And then the king said to the man of God, intercede with the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord and the king's hand was restored and became as it was before. Right. So, I mean, basically this is just God flexing his big dick muscles. Well, and it's weird because usually you would have to like give him something in order him for him to fix the fucking problem. But it doesn't seem to be that way here. Well, no, because of the prophet. I mean, apparently the prophet interceded. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, God is the prophet's bitch. Okay. I thought the prophet was God's bitch. Well, I mean, apparently there was a role reversal because, I mean, who tells God what to do? I mean, people in the pa- Israelites in the past have had influence over God. Okay. But I mean, ultimately, he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Well, yeah. Yeah. So the king said to the man of God, come home with me and have something to eat. I will give you a gift. But the man of God answered the king, even if you were to give me half your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return the way he had come to Bethel. Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel whose sons came and told him all that the man of God had done there that day. They also told their father what he had said to the king and their father asked him which way did he go and son showed him the road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his son saddle the donkey for me and when they had saddled the donkey for him <coughs> he mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, come with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you came. The old prophet answered, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel said to me by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in his house. So the guy deceived him to get him to do that. Right. So while they were sitting at the table, uh, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your father's. Oh, shit. You have disrespected your family honor. Yeah. When the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey for him. As he went on his way, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown down on the road with both the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Jesus Christ. So I like how the how the lion comes up, only kills this poor schmuck. Yeah. And then the donkey's just sort of standing there like, oh, fuck, what do I do? 
Uh, he just killed the guy that was riding my back. Uh, I'll just act like nothing's wrong. Yeah, so the lion. The lion actually doesn't bother the donkey. No, it's kind of odd, but I do like how God is just like, "Wait a second, you believed a fucking lie? Fuck you! You're dying." Well, yeah, and the guy used an angel of the Lord and said that he was a prophet. And, and well, I mean, see, here's the problem with you know listening to the voices in your head. <laughs> anybody can have voices in their head, and anybody can be this voice of God. Right. So I don't know why the Lord having such a, such a small, uh, not not a very good way of like vetting these prophets. Right. Because he he's got no way to vet these prophets. Right. So it's like this is really your fault, God. I don't know why you got to kill a fuck for it. <laughs> so some people who passed by saw the body thrown down there with the lion standing beside the body, and they went and reported it in the city where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from the journey heard of it, he said, It is the man of God who defied the word of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion, which has mauled him and killed him, as the word of the Lord had warned him. The prophet said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me, and they did so. Then he went out and found the body, thrown down on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. The lion had neither eaten the body nor mauled the donkey. So the prophet picked up the body of the man of God, laid it on the donkey, and brought it back to his own city to mourn for him and bury him. Then he laid the body in his own tomb, and they mourned over him and said, O my brother. After burying him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the message he declared by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all shrines on the high places in the towns of Samaria will certainly come true. So the old prophet who lied to him is the one who ended up burying him. Wow. It, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he felt guilty, maybe? It seems so. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Anyways. So that's it for today. Okay. Um, next week, um, we're going to have Jeroboam is going to continue idolatry. Of course. Right? And his, it, his son's going to get sick. Oh, shit, not the son being sick thing again. You know, that's what got David into some trouble in the first place. Well, I mean, him fucking another guy's wife after he sent the guy out to be killed is what got him in trouble. But that got his son killed. Well, I mean, he fucked the wife before he sent him out to get killed. He only sent him out to get killed because she got pregnant. Well, right. And he wouldn't come home and fuck her. You know, this Bible shit is complicated. David tried to put it back together. He tried to get the soldier to go home and fuck his wife so that they would think that the you know the kid well, was the, yeah but don't you think that even if that had succeeded guy would be like you're not pulling this this is not cups motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> um let's see what else we're gonna have a prophecy against jeroboam so we're gonna have more prophecy next week Yay. um spoiler alert jeroboam's son is gonna die um, Everybody dies in the bible even god's own son yeah rehoboam is gonna fortify judah um, we're going to learn some about Rehoboam's family, which is going to be a lot of names I can't pronounce. Yay. Maybe I'll ask Dr. Josh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Judah is actually going to turn to idolatry. Oh, fuck. That's when God gets really pissed. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, there's going to be a lot of war with Israel between Judah and Israel. This is going to be a, there's going to be a lot of problems. Okay. Yeah. Um, also... Rehoboam is going to die. 
Oh, no. Yeah, another king <laughs> is going to take over. Um, and we're going to meet King Abijah. And we're going to learn some about... Uh, we're going to learn some about Abijah next week. Abijah. And then Abijah is also going to die. Fuck. Yeah. So we have a, Nobody stays around for very long in this goddamn book. Except Jeroboam. Jerobo- Jeroboam. Jerry. Jerry's going to survive them all even though we built the fucking calves. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right, heathens. Well, um, I really appreciate you joining us today. It was really awesome of you guys to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go and debate creation versus evolution, or, well, I guess technically intelligent design versus evolution. So y'all wish me luck. Hope you guys can either watch tonight or watch whenever I post it up. And um, I guess... Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. 